You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, welcome to the Get Fucking Real Show. This is Lisa Cherney, and I am your host. And I want to ask you a question. What would have to happen for you to take 30 days off of life and work to heal? Well, our guest, Maribel Jimenez, did just that. She had a catastrophic thing um, happen to a member of her family and unplugged herself from her business and her life for her and this person to heal. And I have such great respect for that. Of course, that's uh, commandment number eight. Know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take, but of course, so much easier said than done. So I cannot wait for you to hear how she did that, what that looked like, and also for you to hear her confession this episode is a confession in the you know purest sense of the word. She's sharing something that she has not shared publicly before, uh, multiple things she has not shared publicly before. I do want to say that um, it potentially can be a triggering for people that have had to deal with assault in some way. So um, please be mindful of that as you're listening to this episode and the people around you that you're listening to this episode with. And I also very, very much believe in sharing about these things, being honest, confronting them, speaking our truth, you know, obviously, you know, with the help of professionals when needed. And I just know that secrets hold us back, that not being real, not coming out keeps us from our full expression and a mission-driven entrepreneur, their mission is fueled by our authenticity, our truth, our passion, our creativity. And those things are, are muffled when they're as parts of ourselves that we're hiding or pushing down. So I applaud her bravery for sharing what she's going to share. And I know it makes me love her even more. And, and, and I know that it's done the same for her in her, in her business and in, in her life. Uh, and that's often why we don't share things. We create a story about why it's going to be terrible. And um, it's just wonderful. And it has launched her superwoman entrepreneur communities. So just a couple things about her that I want you to know is that um, she is an international speaker and best-selling author. Her 
expertise is around marketing and business development. Specifically, she has an awesome program called Marketing, excuse me, called Your Dream Launch. And she left her six-figure marketing job, which we're little twinsies with that, to pursue her dream of starting her own business so that she could be home with her kids, of which she has four, which when I met her 10 years ago, she had three, and I still couldn't believe she had three. She just looks, she just wears it really well. (laughs) So after she immersed herself in figuring out the fastest path to cash as an entrepreneur to replace that six-figure income without sacrificing her life to do it, she turned around and she started teaching others to do that. So that's where the Your Dream Launch program came to be. And of course, her superwoman entrepreneur community, her summit and her coaching events is, um, is, is very closely linked to what she's going to share with you today, which I am so honored that she's come on to the GFR show to do so. And I hope that you will use what she shares in any way that it inspires you. I hope you use it as a catalyst to inspire you to action so that you can do the work that you're supposed to do in this world and support and help people in the way that you are inspired to help people and just be more of who you are. Be unapologetically you. All right, without further ado, it's Maribel Jimenez. Hello, Maribel. Welcome to the Get Fucking Real show. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's so awesome to hang out with you and share some interesting things today for the first time publicly. So thank you for inspiring that. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Some of our shows are more poignantly confessions that are very fresh for people. You know, some shows are people sharing things in a more expansive, profound way than they've ever had the opportunity to share it before. And so for you, this really is an opportunity for you to share something publicly that you haven't shared publicly before. And I really want to applaud you. You reached out to me and, um, you know, obviously we have, we've been connected for a really long time. So I just knew if you reached out to me and you wanted to be on the show, that there was some good shit that was going to be happening. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's just, it's just, it's good all around. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's good all around. So let's see what I want to begin with. This particular story we're telling is very focused around a key event that happened for you. Uh Um, So I would like for you to share with our listeners, what did like your business and your life look like before this GFR wormhole, if you'd like to call it. And it's, I also like to hear from people like, like what did success look like? Like, you know, it's like you paint this picture of like, Oh, I, I had all these things. It was so great or whatever. Um, so yeah, so give us a, give us a before yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you before all of this happened, um, it looked like everything I touched turned to gold, you know, for people perceived that because I used to strive for, I overperformed, I used to strive to prove and it was a little bit of my upbringing being very strict that um, I always uh, wanted number one, I wanted the number one spot in sports and school, I just, um, it came from this real like, 
I guess you'd say rigid place of like more and more and more. And from that, the, the more I grew, because I also did some personal development, but it was all about how to succeed and do more and do more and productivity. How can I pack more in my day? How can I um, get more stuff done? That I was immersed and obsessed with that and, and climbing the ladder as fast as possible, hitting those things over and over, seeing that that is not what was making me happy. So the more I succeeded, the more inside I became, you know, a shell. I continued to, um, was a, I think I, I bought my home at an early age at 19. I, I uh, was in management, the youngest in, uh, ever in this organization. Just continued to, every time I went out there and set out for a goal, just strove, that's not even a word. I would strive. <laughs> I like strove. I like strove. It's a new word. As of now. <laughs> I, I might make up a few new I words. I make up too. words too. I, I'm all for it. The point is, I just kept going and going, thinking, and finally somebody said, What in the heck is your hurry? Like, you know, um, the, the end is just death. What is your hurry? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, You know, I just, I, I'm, I, it was this constant need that I now see looking back to fuel what was missing. You know what I mean? Like that I uh, felt worthless from some things that happened at a young at a young age that continued to have me overperform and prove that I was worth something when inside I didn't feel that. And I didn't know that either, Lisa. So I, I continued to go, 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 succeeding, winning all these awards. Things are seem to be going amazing. Um, I'm working like crazy, but I'm also in this numb, uh, robotic way of living in order to continue this, right? Because I hadn't, I did not nurture my feelings. I, I didn't have any, as far as I knew. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah. It sounds funny, but that is yeah. how. And I you're not the first to guest to share that 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 is part of their the before story. Is like I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't have feelings. Like, you know. Um, yeah, that yeah. wasn't acknowledged. Yeah, and I, stro I was striving. Here I go saying strove again. That's going to be my word. It's good. <laughs> it's a new word. You strove. You strove. <laughs> <laughs> I continue to do this, and, and um, you know, there's this, this view that, you know, uh, here's what it's supposed to look like, right? You get your education, you get your degree, you work your way up the ladder, you have a family, you live by the beach, and everything is beautiful. And that's where I got to that place where I live by the beach, six-figure salary, doing amazing, you know, winning everything. And I finally, um, it took the situation. Is it okay if I just go there? <laughs> yes. Because this is what broke everything open. And, and, and mind you, I didn't even know there was a problem. I was that numb. You know what I mean? I thought at that time that this is what success looks like. You suck it up, you keep moving, you get thicker skin. That's what everybody would tell me that because I worked with almost all male, you know, and I was already thick skin and I was already not a crier, but they said, make sure we don't want any tears. They just made this assumption because I'm a woman. We don't have, no emotions are allowed here. I'm all good because I don't have any. <laughs> you know, yeah. it works perfectly. Yeah, talk to Joe. He's the yeah. crier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to work great because I, I haven't cried in years. <laughs> anyway, this was the environment, of course, the conditioning of, of this is how it, this is what it took in me to mold and change and tap into a real masculine part of me and, and cover up and, and, and have a barrier so that I am protected uh, and not feel anything. 
So what it took finally was, um, as I continued, first of all, I was exhausted inside. I was tired of performing. Um, but again, every night I'd say, suck it up. Just, this is what it takes. These were the mantras. These are the things going through my head. This is what it takes to be successful. Work hard now, play later. Well, at 2 a.m. in the morning, I get a phone call that my son had overdosed on pills. He had tried to commit suicide. Now, guess what? My son was walking on that same path that I was, performing, performing, the first at everything, the best at everything, recruiters following him. He was uh, highlighted in sports, and he crashed and was just tired of having all the attention. He looked, he was tired of being in that spotlight of performing and performing and possibly for the same reasons as me, I'm not going to assume on his side, but he, he got to a place where he just didn't want to live anymore. It was just too much to handle. And I remember that, first of all, hearing that he was in the hospital, my heart broke and then it broke even more. Uh, because it wasn't an accident, it wasn't, it was something inflicted. And my heart broke, my whole being broke open in that moment as, as I cried there and I blamed myself. I sat there and I cried and I told myself, it was, this is your fault. How can you claim to be a good mom and not see the signs? How, how dare you keep yourself so busy that you couldn't see that your son needed help? How dare you think that, you know, working hard is more important than, than being connected to your son. All of those thoughts flooded me. And then I thought for a second, what if I lost him that night? What if I lost him? I mean, do I want to be remembered uh, later in life as the, oh, she got her checklist done, <laughs> you know, right. what I mean? or that I was there for my family, which are gifts that God gave me in the first place. And it was, you know, it's the blessing in disguise. I, I talk about blessings in disguise because had that not hurt so bad, who knows where I would be today? Because it, it, it cracked open my heart and I was so in pain that I refused to live another day the way I was living. So in that moment, I declared I could hear my son. I, all I wanted to do was take the pain away from him. And I was going to figure out what he needed to take the pain away. I was, I was determined that healing was going to happen. I remember clearly I was listening to him and he was hallucinating. And I said, son, everything's going to be okay. You're coming home and we're going to, we are going to spend time together and figure this all out. And he cried and he was thankful. I mean, he was not really all there, but I know he felt comfort. He had to have, cause I, I knew that that's all I left him with. I'm all, everything's going to be okay. When you get home, because he was still at the hospital, everything's going to be okay. I hung up the phone, and I prayed for hours, and I said, God, I am working so hard doing this for what I perceive for my family, and my family doesn't care about that. And so my prayer was this. It, didn't, it just happened to be peace. I didn't, wasn't doing a marketing strategy here. <laughs> I prayed, God, please show me how can I live every day peaceful, playful, and prosperous. Peaceful being, I know that I'm grounded in what I'm here to do. I don't, I'm no more looking outside and striving and proving to everybody else. Playful because I love to play. I love to laugh. I love to have some freedom to do what I enjoy doing and prosperous. I'm tired of chasing money. 
I'm tired of chasing money. I'm tired of constant bills. I don't have enough to pay. I'm tired of worrying if I'm going to be bankrupt every month when I have to start over. I am just, I'm tired of working tons of hours for little return. So my prayer, I, I, as I laid there crying, I said, God, I did it my way, that way, I, that way sucks. I don't want that way anymore. Please guide me, show me who in my life needs to stay, who needs um, guide me and bring me the people that are going to support in the best way and show me, and I'm willing to take one step at a time. I'm going to stop everything, and where you guide me is where I go. And with that prayer, I had some peace in my heart that like, I have a strong faith, but this grew 10 times because again, it's like, you could say something, but what are you experiencing? You could say that you trust God and then you're doing it your way. You could say that your, your family comes first, but then if you look at your life, you're always at work. You know what I mean? So that's just something I had to, uh, as much as I justified the way I was living, it was not fucking real. Yes, it wasn't real. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. With exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't real. I was living what I thought it was supposed to look like and, and not feeling so I could stay there. So the moment you feel a whole new world opened for me and I paused, this is why I love your commandment number eight. I paused everything because you can't continue and expect a different result, right? That's insanity. I stopped because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was willing to take one day at a time, not knowing where the money was going to come from because I asked my clients to pause. Thank goodness God had me uh, connected to some clients that said, I'm still going to pay you even if you do nothing this month. And I just, I've never been blessed because I never asked that before of someone. So I was blessed with amazing clients that said, do what you need to. Your family's important. They, they believed in those values as well. I, they knew I had been overworking as well to, you know what I mean, to over deliver. And then, you know, it happened to be that I was guided to the, the, the healers, the doctors, and, and um, taking like a retreat period in, the, in Washington where my brother lives, where we took a 30-day pause to really reflect and move through years and years of pain together uh we both came back different and and i could keep going because life is so different today but it, it birthed the peaceful playful prosperous woman which is what i call the superwoman entrepreneur it's not superwoman syndrome that was the old me i say the new superwoman entrepreneur which is the woman who taps into what makes her super and does it gives herself permission to have the life she wants to have no matter what it looks like and define what is successful to her maybe she wants to relax all day and work one day a week good you know what I mean? Because when yes. women are happy, life is happy. What, what's the saying? When wife is happy, wait. Happy what's that wife, saying? Happy, happy wife, life. happy life. I try to tell my kids too, like, happy mom, happy life, and their mom, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I'm going to think of a good one, but just know that everything is good when mom's happy. Yeah. You know, there's a ripple effect when women are happy. And I was also seeing how when, when this new, new way of being started to become clear and I was cracked open to really face being molested at eight years old that made me feel like like a piece of crap you know what I mean and and that was just um hidden away like it was mine to hold like it was my secret to keep and it filled me with shame and it without me knowing you know as a kid you don't know that you're feeling these things you just express it you know without pinpointing whereas an adult I know 
I know how it was happening. I, I needed to prove that I was worth something. That's why I stood out. That's why I was always picked for number one, because uh, it was feeding me what I didn't have, right? Feeding me that, oh, you are worth something. Oh, you, you, you're number one here. But it, it ne it's never ending when it doesn't come from the inside. It can never feel it until the moment you feel it for yourself. You can't, you know what I mean? You will continue to have to be fueled by outside things to pretend that it scratches the surface until you can really look at yourself and, and face what I what I needed to face. I worked with a shaman. I faced that. I faced that it wasn't my fault. And how dare I blame myself? An eight-year-old girl and blame myself for it? You know, how ridiculous. So I went through some healing with that. I got raped at 13. Stole That person stole my virginity. I hid that secret too because I was so embarrassed and I blamed myself. How could I be around somebody like that? And how could I have that happen? And I was even more embarrassed because of being like, like a fighter. I froze like a statue. I didn't even know I was in shock. I couldn't believe I laid there and cried while I was being raped. And, uh, and it was another secret to hold. I got raped again. It was another secret I was to hold and continue to overperform and need more outside influence to, to show that this girl's got it together. She is number one. She is, you know, six promotions in six years or, or five years, something like that. I was always in the top management, always winning the awards uh, and, and holding together all of the secrets that I thought I needed to hold, like that superwoman syndrome, right? Like I have muscles because I'm holding all this and it's my job. Then I almost got killed and raped again. And all of this continued to harden me until the breaking of my son, who was my firstborn. I had the deepest connection with him. Not that I don't, but I, I didn't know that connection yet. <laughs> you know, that deep love that only a son at that time because I had issues. Here's how else it showed up. This, yeah, this is this emotional so baggage. Yeah, this emotional baggage showed up in my relationships where they weren't connected either because they were men, in my perception, taking advantage. So, so the only connection I really had so was my son. Like the deep, pure connection was him because I didn't trust men. I, you know, yeah, I was there, but but they didn't have my heart. Only he did, and it was what, this is why the blessing, I never wish bad on somebody, but sometimes this is what's necessary to break open who you're here to be. And so that did start this new movement of that woman that giving yourself permission to be and to put, it, put yourself first and take care of yourself so that you can live on purpose and overflow. And that's, that takes us to where we are today, living from overflow, tapped in, tapped into my feminine the most powerful parts of me there's no more wall there's no more barrier i love like deeper than ever i overflow for others and and in that experience i i now it comes from inside so the expression shows itself with the, with a lot of ease which is what that my home my home movement is about so I'm going to take a breath, Lisa. Yes. Feel free. <laughs> I heard a lot. I'll talk a little bit. You can take a breath. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maribel. It's a beautiful 
story and terrible, right? It's like, you know, you, we were, when we were prepping for the interview, you said something about, you know, people don't talk about this stuff because they judge it to be a downer, Yeah, you know, and like, and there's also this other phenomena that I think happens in our industry, this coaching, training, entrepreneur, you know, industry of using, like, we know we want to tell our story and use our story in, you know, in our marketing or in our talks, you know, the, that type of thing. And I feel like some of that and the way people are using their stories starts to have them um, not lose their potency mm-hmm. and their credibility. And, you know, it, it becomes more of a, you know, like, like they're, you know, not authentic. Right. And so, and so I also see that, you know, a lot of our, our guests on the show, it's so fucking refreshing mm-hmm. <laughs> for them to have an expansive space yeah. to tell their story. And for you to say, you know what, I prayed peaceful, playful, prosperous, and it wasn't for marketing, but yeah. now it is your marketing, right? Like, yeah. so let's, let's it's just the, call that shit authentic. out. Like, yeah. right. So that, so, so when we can really access the authentic story and then and then see this is part of my purpose and now you're looking back and you're like this is what I prayed Mm -hmm. wow this would be really cool shit to share with people because this is what I prayed and this is authentically me this isn't me just oh I needed three p words for my tagline right and you know as our listeners heard in the intro you are a fellow you know marketing um uh, sister in arms here and so it kind of colors sometimes colors it's like it's like when I came up with GFR you know, and I, I, I'll, sh- I share it often, but I'll share it again. You know, like get, re- I knew, like I, with the flash, it was, I need to help y'all get real. I need to help people get real about what's getting in their way of them. But I knew that, but then get real wasn't, it, it wasn't it. There was something missing. And it was this urgency piece, this gritty piece, this sexy piece, this just like guttural piece. And that's where the F word, you know, got into it. And so, but people look at it on the outside it's like, oh, she's trying to be all salacious or whatever. It's like, no, I am living my truth. You are That's living right. your truth with Superwoman, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole movement and peaceful, playful, prosperous. And mm-hmm. so I just want to like acknowledge you for that because I think that the more of our listeners that are birthing on their way to birthing, reimagining, reinventing their mission, yes. you know, let this you know, be permission to bring some of your, the juicy, gritty part of your story into your marketing um, in an authentic expression of you being unique. Like commandment number three, don't worry about being normal, proper, polite. Yes. You know, yes. 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 What awesome points, Lisa, because I will tell you, like anybody that's listening out there, you know, part of the reason we're talking about this, so I really want to acknowledge you um, to bring out this rawness is, you know, this is what has been connecting and is the fuel of what we're doing, right? What what I'm doing with Superwoman Entrepreneur. And every time, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But every time I talk about it, somebody comes out and says, well, now I see why I was undercharging. Now I see why I could never, um, you know, like feel fulfilled. Or now I see why I was hiding. Now I see, you know what I mean? I, so so for you to have people go into that raw place, which I love to go now, <laughs> it's not so raw anymore because I see how life can be on the other side. When you, when you let go of secrets that are not meant for you to hold, 
let go of shame that's not meant for you to hold let go of feeling like like it makes you any less you know any of those reasons that you would keep a secret in the first place you get to be who you want and you, who cares what anybody thinks you know what i mean and i don't say that in a mean way it's that like i love you for being so bold lisa this is why uh, in marketing um you know if you you either have lovers or haters and if you're neutral you have nobody so so to be okay with who is gonna like there's no more neutral now they either love your show or they hate it and you're doing exactly what you should be doing so the lovers they show up i'm one of those <laughs> um and thank you for doing this because it, it really does open up so much for people that are listening so if you're listening i'm just so glad that you're here i, I don't i don't believe in accidents you know, it's time. It's time to let go of all this crazy baggage that you're holding and, and move forward in the way that you're supposed to because there's no one else like you. So once you can embrace how amazing you are, life changes dramatically. And for my son, for myself, I, I do my best to to uh, own that I'm doing the best I can with what I know and showing love first with my kids and knowing that they have someone here for them connected. That's one of the things that, that uh, supported the deep relationship with my son who today plays baseball, he's in college and about to start a business. He's, he's just uh, an amazing human being and I feel proud that any of the skills, you know, it's him, right? He did the work to be shining the way he is and I feel so proud because mom all they want is for their kids to shine and authentically be them and the more they will be themselves the better they'll be in life the more they will succeed um and just like you have just you know what I mean like those yeah. that are listening oh I just want to emphasize that I just have to emphasize that <laughs> the being of you and everything that it took to be to get here is exactly what was meant to have you be so powerful you know Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. Uh, can you tell I'm passionate? I'm so passionate about this. I, I, I love it. You're on your women. soapbox. I tell everybody, you need to be on your fucking soapbox. Yes. If you're not on your soapbox, then you are cutting off a superpower that you have as That's a right. driven entrepreneur. So I, I love it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So thank you for sharing how well your son is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, all of our stories here on the Get Fucking Real show are, are accentuating that the struggle has a purpose. Yes. And that even when we're in it and it sucks and we don't see that, that GFR wormhole is so disorienting, yes. you know, we don't see it. But I go through life seeing everybody's struggle as the before, you know, or it's like, I can't wait to see what Me this too. bullshit is going to bring you. you know, <laughs> <Me like>, <laughs> I know. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's yes. quite an interesting perspective to have and could be annoying for people. But, um, <laughs> I know I'm here. So usually when I'm working with a client and they're, if they're crying or they're having a breakthrough, I'm all, I'm just so happy right now. And they're, why the heck are you happy? <laughs> yes. Oh, because you're like three feet from gold right now. Like, this is what was necessary to break you open and then they can feel some relief because people in that moment think that it's that they're meant to not have nothing or they're meant to hit rock bottom and stay there and that's never the case if you yeah. choose, if you choose right life is a choice but anyway i i get happy seeing the breakthroughs just like you do because i know what's on the other side of it and it's yeah. exciting as you were um so one of the things i i i find interesting and about the story is that 
Because it would be very easy for a mom to just go into the mode of fixing her kid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is that you took it on as like, and maybe it wasn't conscious, it was, you know, maybe you could speak more into this, but like that it broke you open. So it had you start feeling. And then in that feeling, you got more clear and more real about the, your past molestations and things that had you feeling worthless. Mm-hmm. And that you took it upon yourself in this experience to, to focus on you too, that it wasn't just about him. So was there, was that like a conscious thing or was just like, I'm a fucking mess now and I need, so I know I need to focus on me too. You know, was that? No, I think it was uh, more of knowing that there was, however I was living life, there was some roots there that needed to get pulled. Like I really knew, and even in my prayer time or call it intuition or God's guidance. Um, I just listened in the morning of like, what was the next step? And I really felt strongly that it, there was healing to be done. And I didn't have to figure it out because my natural tendency, and I was gonna, I was like resistant to the natural way, which is go figure it out, go take another course, go, you know, go fix yourself, you're broken. And, and this time it was like, just take one step at a time, God's holding your hand. And that's, it's time to let go of all this baggage you're holding. And, and with him, I knew that he was, I, I could see that he was following my footsteps and, and I knew that I wanted, and I had done the best I could not, and it was time for me to pay attention. You know, I was releasing all the clutter that was in my way, which is keeping busy, 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 the list. Is, I threw away all that. I paused that so I could actually be with him. And I invited him on the journey. I said, look, I know there's, um, at first I apologize. I, you know what I mean? I apologize to my son that I, I, if he ever felt like I, w- he wasn't important to me because of my life could have shown him that because I, and he said, well, you always seem busy. I never wanted to bother you. And I, and I made it clear that you're ne- nothing is, is above you and you're never bothering me. Yeah. It, it could look like that because you know, I was chasing uh, everything to try and succeed. Um, so we had, we were able to have a heart to heart. And I said, look, I don't know what's, what you're holding inside. I, I know that that is uh, something that I've done myself and I'm ready to heal it. And if you're open to it, let's go through. You don't have to talk to me. I have support and you can heal and go through your process, however it is for you. But this is what we need to do to handle life in a different way. You know, with the way we've been doing it is not working. And and I, I needed to, I needed to, instead of hold shame, really just face him. The moment you face the person you feel it about, everything shifts. Like I was able to release all of the hurt and blame on myself. Not, I mean, I still had a residue to work through of blaming myself once I just straight apologized and told him, look, I did the best I could and I'm sorry that I wasn't present for you. I'm sorry I kept myself so busy that I didn't notice. And I'm sorry I made you feel like you were not important. I'm sorry. All those things is like taking a brick out of a backpack full of shame and guilt and blame. Um, So that started the journey, you know, just, just going there, just being willing to express what I would normally was too busy to express, right? It was easy to just shove it down. We don't have time for that. Um, And with space, 
Are you allowed to like bubble up and feel what is there to be felt and with support if you don't know how? Like I didn't, there were some really deep things that I thought, hey, I, I, I kind of pretended like it didn't happen, right? I never really felt the rape. It's like I was a zombie. I, I really didn't feel anything. But the moment I did uh, energy healing work and, and, and really release, started to allow my, my being to release old stuck energy, I felt the freest I'd ever felt in my entire life to now, like I wanted to shout from the rooftops. This is where I went and did, I'm like, you know what? I, I have to help other women. Like they're suffering. They feel like they, they have to do this. They're crying on the phone too. And I, that's when I did the super, the new superwoman telesummit. I looked out in my life and I thought, let me connect with women that are out there uh, living life in this other way, right? I, I don't, I see them um, honoring their role as a mom, as a wife. They're, you know, they, they have practices and I'm sure they went through this, this journey and things that have had them live a new way. And I want to bring them together part of it is I wanted to be immersed in it too I wanted your tips too <laughs> I wanted to as the host I pulled everybody together I interviewed them and I wanted to share and it was one of the most successful without a big old elaborate plan it was just fueled by my heart to serve and women were writing all the time thank you thank you for showing a different way. I always thought I had to live this way. It was just, it continues to inspire me. I love women, um, I, that probably came out wrong. I love men too, I'm married, happily <laughs> married. I love, I, I love seeing women shine. I really like, it's the most beautiful, it makes my eyes water. It's the most beautiful thing and why? Because I went so long without it. And I, I'm so connected to what it feels like to live a happy life. And you have permission to do that. You're the only one in the way if, if you let yourself, right? If you're the one that's abusing yourself uh, verbally or, you know, with the mind chatter or the one that's, you know, typically the one that's criticizing your, yourself, the one thinking you can't do it, it's usually yourself. And so if we can get that out of the way, this is part of my mission with Superwoman is how to show women how amazing they really are, being themselves, the quirks and all, the bumps, the scars. If they can do that, then they can, the sky's the limit. And when yeah. they do that, guess what? The ripple effect of women on fire is just changes the world so you know that's the bigger vision there and I and I of course have came up with elements and this is what we do in my superwoman retreats and we love on women we help them heal we're a safe place for them to take off their masks and tell the truth at a deeper level like what we're doing which is really yes. healing yeah yeah oh, oh my god I love that it's like it, it's so inspiring when I'm interviewing somebody that I feel like we're on the same mission we're on the same mm -hmm. mission right because we are and it, obviously we are different packages yes. you know and <laughs> They're putting it out there in a different way, but they're, you know, and I just did an uh, interview with J.R. Bridges and, you know, and he's helping doctors. Same, you know, like let's, you know, you can't just, you know, build a seven figure practice. You have to, you know, heal and, and walk your talk and, and be real about it. And so it's just, you know, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I've gotten about the show is like, people need this now. Like they're like, we need this now. We yes. need to tell the truth. We need to, you know, my um, GFR squad is like ridiculous. It's like ridiculous in, in what I'm charging, you know, like 20 bucks a month. And one of the core things we're doing is a confession question, which I've been told by some people. It's like, I don't want to sign up for that. I'm not confessing. And, 
you know, like the spirit of is it our is our GFR commandments and the confession question, right? And and you and you know one of the ones that you 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 talk, you called out was number six around stopping. And I'll just read it. Know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take, which is what you did for thirty days with your son. Was it number the, eight or number six? Number eight. Number yeah. eight. I just want to make sure for those that are listening, it's number eight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And then did I say six? Yeah. Oh, number so eight. Makes me want to read number six. Oh, it's now. so funny. <laughs> I'm staring at, like, I always have them, you know, staring at number eight. Let's read the confession question for number eight, which is, where do I need to stop or pause but haven't out of fear? Right. Mm. That that is so core to me, too. Like, stopping for 30 days, that's a huge fucking stop, right? Mm -hmm. Stopping for a couple hours, stopping, stopping for... 10 minutes between clients and just checking in, like I'm not supposed to get, just get sucked into my email. What is the best right. use of this 10 minutes? Right. And our, uh, Christina Marassi episode, episode 20, she talks about being guided by pleasure, mm-hmm. right? It's like whatever access point we have that stops us, that has us slow down and check in is so powerful. And number six says, have faith in yourself and in your mission. What would I do differently if I had faith in myself and my mission? And for many of us, it's to stop, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like, what would we do? How would we approach it differently? I know for sure, one of the things I just did a whole Facebook Live in my GFR squad about was a commitment to, to the death of pushing and trying and strategizing and creating urgency. And it was such a vulnerable share for me. And it's, it feels so raw. It feels like, what are you fucking stupid? Why aren't you doing the things? And you know, the leads are going cold and those things need to happen and they need yeah. to hear from you. And what if they don't hear from you? And like, and you're a marketer too. So it's like all the, the strategies that we know that we think we know. Right. And, and how many of our listeners have a truth that they think they know, they know this to be so, totally true that if they told this, people would hate them. If they spoke their truth, they would lose clients. If they stopped, their income would go down. If they, you know, talked about being molested, then their family wouldn't talk to them anymore. And mm-hmm. like the, the story that we create that keeps us in the yes. old. Yeah. What a great point. I totally resonate with that. And those that are listening. Yeah. It's interesting. We should challenge those that are listening. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you want to say? What do you want to challenge? Um, we should challenge them to, to do that thing they're most afraid of because that's where the gold is. If you think that, uh, what if you just didn't, you know, like you had said, all those lists of shoulds. I know, um, you know, as a marketer, there's the list of shoulds. Oh, your easing's late. Who cares? And I'm saying that because I now trust deeper level things than the, the, the to-do list. Like I, I killed my to-do list, just like you killed some things. <laughs> so that doesn't mean I don't accomplish. I actually do way more because when you stop. Okay, let's and talk you, about this. Yes, let's talk about you yes, killing good, your to-do good, list. Good, good, good. And so let's, let's, let's. And then we'll give the challenge. How about that? Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. We were giving a challenge. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Let's talk about this and then we'll give the challenge. So like lessons, like, so, so let's go, let's, let's put this under the heading of like things you knew then that are different now or like greatest lessons learned that, that, that if, if someone told you then you would have been like, no, no way, no way. Yes. yes. Okay. So one of them is killing the to-do list. I right? love this. I'm writing it. <laughs> my perception was, you know what? I just need to get more productive. I just yes. need to get a better system and then yes. I can handle a hundred things. Like, and I'll feel better if I check it off. 
if I check it off, I'll feel because better. that was right. And I didn't, I would beat myself up if I didn't get, you know, a, a bunch of that list done. What a horrible pattern, right? Like, and how it showed up, right? My husband's watching a movie. I'm very resentful because I want to sit there and watch a movie too, but I have 50 other things that I'd rather get done during a 90 minute movie <laughs> because my, I was so OCD about it. So here's what I learned. It's quality over quantity. So when you are totally focused on quantity, you're not even um, really paying attention. You're, you're dealing with the sand, right? Not, not the rocks because the important things take more time. So you, you convince yourself that you're very productive. And I'm saying you because it's, this is my experience. This is what I went through. So no judgment here, but I thought I must get a bunch of these, right? So they're little, little meaningless tasks. And then the one that's like, go connect with your family member or your loved one. Well, you know, that's going to take too long. I'll do that right after I got to get these hundred things done first and then we'll see. And then by then you're running on fumes and there's nothing left. But, but so we I flipped that around and really challenged myself to really look for the three. This was the challenge. And this is hard for an, a workaholic overperformer. Could you pick three most powerful ones of all of them? Because they're usually the ones you resist, right? Call and do the webinar or, or book yourself for the talk or, or do a sales call. You know, all of those, those are pushed to next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those are all things that stretch you. So it's so easy to think, okay, I'm, I've got a hundred things done. Um, or go apologize to, you know, my sister who I haven't spoken to in a year. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so it really was a mindset shift. And I also started to kind of reprogram my, my brain. I had to, cause it was hard. Anybody who's I've asked that are still in that overperformer, I'm like, no, just do three, three. I have 50 things. We'll take a look at that list because the truth is there there's the most powerful ones will take you all day. And those are the ones that will move the needle big time. And, and this is what I also learned. All of that long quantity list is leaking your energy everywhere. So here's what's even worse, that you work super hard and you get a trickle at the end, like a water hose, right? With holes in it. The more you spread yourself thin doing all this stuff, you end up with a trickle. How, how much does that suck? You know what I mean? And, and this, I say this out loud because I, it pains me when I see women that are working till midnight, like I used to, trying to push themselves over on quantity, not the quality things. Forget all of that. So this is where, forget that list. My list is now the three most powerful things. And then in that, right, you're not leaking energy, you're focused and you get a surge at the end. Every move that you do is done well and it counts. And you have to sit for a moment. It takes, this is where you practice patience to pause and really connect with your intuition because it needs space to really land and to be able to hear a whisper. You can't be making tons of noise, right? Oh, I like that. Oh, to hear <laughs> That's a whisper. That's tweetable, right? That, that is tweetable. <laughs> to hear a whisper, you can't be making tons of noise. I love so, it. So anyway, that, was, that would be the second big, huge lesson of the, how that was showing up in my finances, right? the working and that mindset of it, you have to do a lot to get. So I flipped that around and I thought, okay, the more I take care of myself, the more money I make. And I challenged myself because you have to make offers. You have to have conversations. You have to put yourself out there for people to know you exist. So I challenged myself in, in this time. And, um, and, and if you want to take on this challenge, this, this is, is this the challenge? Is this the challenge? Um, no, I, I, 
I probably, I don't know if it's the final one, but okay, I'll throw right. out what I challenged myself. Okay. So because I wouldn't give myself permission to do things like go get a massage or a facial, but I wanted them. They were on the wish list. When I hit this number, then, you know, with, but then of course you keep yourself so busy, you don't even notice you hit that number already. Um, or you just have no space, right? You've overbooked yourself the whole year, so there's never vacation time. Anyway, I challenged myself that, you know what, I'm going to book a facial and here's what, and that's going to be my gift for me pushing myself and making an offer. One of the biggest ones I had at that point made, which was a $5,000 sale, right? For a VIP half day, I made the offer. I was so like sweating to to push send because I'm like, I had been getting emails like, who do you think you are making offers like this? You know, who do you think you are charging that kind of money? And I still would feel those like a, like a punch in the stomach. I don't anymore. Um, I'm happy and proud that energetically I'm going to pour in and I'm happy to receive it back. There's a lot of flow happening. But at that time, I was still very scared and, and I pushed it and then I took off to go get my facial. I didn't even want to see what they said, what anybody wrote. I just wanted that opened it. I just, I just, and I said, God, if this is the way life can really be, I want you to show me a sign. And, and if you want, show me like five signs because I might, I might miss the first one. Well, guess what, Lisa? So I prayed and I said, I, cause I'm ready for this, right? Like I deserve this. And, and at that time I wanted some confirmation that you could really live a life like this. I got out of my facial and it was a $5,000 sale in my inbox. Nice. And the reason I, it took something like this to really say like, yeah, you can claim something and watch how the universe says yes. God says yes. So if I send the signal that I'm ready for this and I want this confirmation and I'm open to receiving it and, and like a little kid being expectant like they are at, at Christmas, it happens. So from that point forward, that was like, I now built in the self-care knowing that the more I take care of myself, the more my business flows. So that was Love another it. new flipping it on the other side, like beat yourself up, you, you get success. Nope. It has to feel amazing. And I have to be, the, and again, it, the, I had to convince and justify myself, right? Like, ah, and when you go on vacation, you're going to get amazing insights. And sure enough, I would, you know what I mean? Like it really was this new way of like, life is flow. You can actually experience that. So I challenged myself in that way. So for, I guess, for somebody listening, you know, challenging yourself to begin to be childlike and, and trust in whether it's law of attraction, the universe, that when the more you take care of yourself, this is what it looks like energetically. When you have enough to overflow, you, 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 you are successful with what you're here to do because it feels easy when you're doing the right path, right? When you're on purpose, you're doing the work you love to do, which is I love to do coaching. I love to work with women and, and men too, but most like I am a woman. So I want to, I want to go deep with, with women topics <laughs> um, and mom topics and wife topics. But all that being said, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Lisa, bring me back. Okay. So let's uh, wrap, let's wrap yes. up with the original challenge. You were inspired. Uh, yes. Challenge. We were doing the nuggets and, and yeah. what, what got flipped the to-do list. Yeah, I love that. The, the mind talk got reprogrammed, so it's really important to pay attention to what you're saying your, to yourself. You have got to be your best supporter, not your worst critic, in order for this stuff to flow. And then it was the, the challenging, you know, becoming childlike and, and 
and inviting yourself to do things that feel scary and take a baby step and keep moving that way and see what happens. That would be the challenge, right? If you're afraid of what somebody might say to an offer, um, press send. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. it grows the muscle by continuing to do that and, and, um, and grows your comfort zone. And what's the worst that they're going to say no? Well, it was a no if you didn't do it. You know what I mean? So, so I now tell myself these things like just go after it and and follow the your intuitive insights and trust them and move forward because that is the guidance that's coming from within and from your higher power and that is the fast path that is the the path that's full of flow people showing up the right people the right actions and less of them so you can enjoy life that's what we're here to do you know know? that's what we are here to do that's what we are here to do that's what we are here to do that's That's what we're here to do i mean you could say i could say it for the next 10 minutes audio just as a mantra that's what you're here to do because it's so easy to forget Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to be in the busy for the payoff later and I love what you said about baby steps. I say this to our GFR squad members all the time. It's like pick a commandment, you know, first of all, if you haven't downloaded them, freaking download them. <laughs> Check. I did that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, it's awesome to, to see people, to see people where, where they enter, because it's not about doing 12. It's about reading them and yes. seeing which one hits you mm-hmm. and, and then take a baby step. So if you're not sure where to start, I would say, look at the commandments, see which one like resonates with you, you know, do some writing and then baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, because staying still, right. Staying still is, is, is not progress and and often leads to atrophy. Yeah. And it's actually no such thing as staying still, by the way, for anybody listening, (laughs) you're actually going backward at the moment. You're either living or you're dying, you're growing or you're dying. So there's no middle ground. And I challenge people on that because they're like, well, I just want to sit here for a minute and stay still for a minute. And there isn't such a thing. You know what I mean? And when we talk about taking space, that's different. That's space. There's still things happening. There's decisions. There's, you know, mean so anyway i just want to challenge i'm full of challenge today aren't i yeah, i love it <laughs> i love challenges I, I love it <laughs> i love it i love it i love it so thank you maribel for thank your you. just your willingness to go there for your confessions it's an honor to 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 receive them and i know for sure that they are hitting the ear holes of the perfect people in the perfect way to inspire the perfect action for their evolution So thank you for being you and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. It was so fun. Thank you. (laughs) You're very, very welcome. What a wonderful conversation with a wise woman and awesome trainer that I could appreciate how she challenged you all. And I hope that you will take her up on her challenges. If you would like to keep in touch with Maribel, she is gifting my listeners with the eight core elements of a superwoman. Please um, go check those out. It's it's really it's far like it reaching in its scope more than you would think it would be. It's sort of not what you would normally think it would be. So go check out that free gift. Um, keep in touch with Maribel. And for those of you that are in our GFR squad and get the benefit of our after the show juiciness, she goes into the eight core elements and she shares her own personal like pitfalls and like, you know, she basically confesses her way through the whole thing. And it's really beautiful and authentic and powerful because, you know, that's it's just a, we hear things and experiencing things, experience things 
so much more powerfully when people are vulnerable, right? And which is which is really the whole the whole intention of the show. If you have not subscribed yet to the show, you're going to want to do that if you liked this interview because let me tell you, fuck Netflix. This is your next binge, <laughs> the GFR show. I mean, we have just amazing, inspirational, and unbelievable stories. So go to gfr.life forward slash subscribe. We'll take you to our, our Apple uh, podcast feed. But please, wherever you go, listen to things. Um, go and subscribe. That way you don't miss anything. We're on Spotify. We're Google Play. All the places. Love to have this show in the forefront of your attention when you need it most. Because being a mission-driven entrepreneur is sometimes lonely and we need to be inspired. We need to know we're not alone and we need to know we're not crazy. <laughs> so if you want to be reminded you are not crazy on a regular basis, uh, subscribe to the show. And until next time, over and out, y'all.